we're still talking about commitment and what it means to really be a committed follower of Christ and how we can. We're talking about from Matthew 6 and 7, which is a part of the Sermon on the Mount, <clears throat> where Jesus talked about how what we do and what we say and how we live reveals if Jesus is our master, the fruit we produce. Also, our, our master is revealed in our foundation upon what are you building your life. If you really have Christ as your master, you're building your life on him and his words. Jesus told the story about two builders, one who built his life and built his house on the sand, and when the storms came, his, his foundation and his house fell. But he talked about somebody who built theirs on the, on the, built theirs on the stone, on the solid hard ground, and that true foundation stood. <clears throat> and that's what happens if we build on Christ. It stands. When William Bar Borden left Yale University years ago, he committed his life totally to Christ. He was a very rich young man. He came from a very rich young family. And, but he said no reserve, no retreat, and no regrets. And that's how he lived his life. And it didn't last very long because he died on the mission field. But the thing was, what he did made a difference. And what he did was to make Jesus the master of his life. So whether I live long or whether I live short, it's not the crucial thing. It's what I do with what I have in this time on earth. And you and I will have to decide if we're going to, in the crisis of choice, let him be the Lord of our lives or we're going to be the Lord of our lives. Several times... I, in my own life, have had those crises of choice where I had to say, am I going to run the show or am I going to let him run the show? I remember what Jesus said to John on the Isle of Patmos, do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last and the living one, and I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever, and I have the keys of death and hell. Jesus is alive. He is master. Now, if we trust him as our master, we will experience the kind of commitment that makes life worth living. That's what I challenge you to do. As we continue to talk about that commitment, I want to look at it from a different perspective. And I want you to, to understand something that's crucial if you're really going to let Jesus be the Lord of your life, if you're really going to be committed to him. <clears throat> and that is, do you really know who you are? in Christ, and do you really know what you have in him? Listen, listen to Second Peter chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. He says, Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Now notice this, what he says. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of the world caused by evil desires. That's a pretty amazing verse because it tells us what God has given us. I remember reading about a poor Texas farmer who barely eked out a living on his his uh, farm barely made it from year to year. But one day he saw some black 
black liquid oozing up out of the ground, and it was oil. And overnight, he was rich, not poor. He had everything he could, money could buy, whereas before he had nothing. And all the time he had been rich and didn't know it. That oil was there. All those years he struggled, all those years he scratched out a living on that farm. But it was there, but he didn't know it. And we have so much riches in Christ. And if we're going to really be committed to him, we need to know that because that makes a world of difference in how we approach life and how we go about living. But what God says here through Peter is God has given us everything we need for the present time. He has given us what we need to live life in the full. His divine power has given all things for us. When we receive Jesus, we receive God's power. And without Christ, we're dead. But Jesus gives us life and power. And it comes through knowing Christ personally. It's, again, experiential knowledge. A child in the church grows up hearing about Christ and knowing about Christ, but that doesn't mean they know Christ. I grew up in the church, and I knew all about it. I knew the Bible stories. I'd memorized whole psalms. I went to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night, and a lot of other times. But it was only when I personally came to put my trust in Christ that I became a true believer and committed my life to him. So it's more than knowing about him. See, he's called us to a salvation that says, once you give yourself to me, then I will give myself to you. First Peter 2.9 says, he says we have been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. And he's given us life. The word is zoe in the Greek. And it's used of the fullness of life. It's a life which God gives to the sinner who is dead spiritually and who, because he trusts Christ, becomes alive spiritually. John 10.10 says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. And Jesus said, I am the life. Trust me and you'll have it. And when we do that, Christ, who is our life, Colossians 3.4 says, is revealed then in you, in you and will be revealed you'll be revealed with him in glory so the important thing is for us to realize is that in Christ is everything that we need Ian Thomas the Englishman who who touched my life uh, emphatically a long time ago tells how he worked so hard as a Christian but not until he saw Jesus was his life that he had life in Christ and Christ was his life he didn't have to struggle to be like Christ he could ask Christ to live through him and make him like Christ he didn't have to try for Christ he could just trust in Christ and Christ became his life he wants to be your life he's also given us everything we need to be godly this divine power has granted us everything pertaining to godliness Peter says now what does it take to be godly well it takes one thing God how can I be godly there's only one way. Allow God to come into my life, to take over my life, and to live through me. Many are trying to be a Christian or to act godly. It cannot be done by us. Godliness is God in us, coming out through us. If you want to be godly, let Jesus control your life. If you want to live as a godly husband or father or wife or, or child or whatever, then let Jesus live through you. That's the secret. Also, God has not only given us everything for the present, he's given us everything we need for the future. And I'm going to point out that to you tomorrow 
and we're going to talk about that as we continue our study. So today, say, Jesus, thank you. I have everything I need today to be godly because I have you live through me, your life, all over again. And he'll begin to do that. God bless you. Have a great day.